Welcome friends to another r slash entitled parents video. If you want to help out like good parents would, make sure to hit the like and subscribe buttons down below. That said, our first story of the day is by Sermonto. Mom thinks I need to have money in a birthday card. My mom started being more of an entitled parent recently over the stupidest of things. She's argued with an old couple because of a driveway, even though they're old and can't afford to fix something that's on their side and doesn't disrupt us at all. And now she's getting upset because she thinks my friend is a terrible, awful friend and I shouldn't be friends with him because he didn't put money in the birthday card. Because when it was his birthday, we gave him money. I don't mind not always having money in a birthday card. It's more sentimental value to me. Money's just an addition. But come on, she's getting upset over something that people can or cannot do. Okay guys, be honest. If you get a card, whether it's in the mail or handed to you, are you always kind of secretly hoping that there is some cash slipped in there? I gotta admit, growing up, I've always been kind of guilty of that. Let me know about you guys in the comments down below. Our next story is by Glibshiglupsh. Entitled Mother Thinks the ER is a Hotel. This story took place before the COVID situation, but in the middle of flu season. When I did one of my mandatory internships at the hospital, I used to help out at the ER after hours from time to time because they were understaffed and were happy to have another helping hand. It was flu season and the hospital was packed. It was a particularly busy day because there'd been two major and several minor car accidents. Icy roads, ambulances were waiting in line for 45 plus minutes. We didn't have any chairs left in the waiting room, chairs from the staff's room included, all stretchers and beds were occupied, and some had to be placed in the corridor. Everybody was running trying to keep up with the workload. Cue our entitled parent. This very hysterical mom brought her daughter to the ER because she had a bellyache. Of course, I couldn't tell for sure, but it seemed like the daughter was a bit overdramatic. The whole thing seemed a tad theatrical, but fair enough, they were placed into one of the cabins. The daughter was thoroughly examined, vitals were checked, an ultrasound was done, blood was drawn, Mother Bear was pacing up and down the cabin in hysterics. The good news came in. The daughter had an upset stomach at worst. She was recommended a heating pad and some tea. We expected the duo to be relieved, but they seemed a tad disappointed. But okay, whatever. The attending nurse and I looked at them, expecting them to leave the desperately needed cabin and the obviously overflowing ER, when it became increasingly obvious that both were not planning to do so anytime soon. The nurse politely asked them to do so. The mother glared at us in shock. Um, excuse me, my daughter needs to rest. Let her sleep here, she needs to be observed by professionals. She's fragile, you know. I could tell that it took the nurse a lot not to start screaming or crying or both. She calmly explained that we needed the cabin because we had to care for a lot of very sick patients that were still waiting. Some were visibly in pain. My daughter is sick. All these procedures were very exhausting for her. She needs rest. She needs this bed. Let her sleep for God's sake. The mother started a monologue about why her oh-so-sick daughter deserved the bed and needed to stay. We then decided to get the head nurse and a doctor. They most definitely had better things to do than listening to Mama Bear's complaints, who threw them out politely, but with emphasis. Cue a lot of tired head shaking among staff members. Shoot, knowing how insurance gives you the runaround on trying to cover these things, this entitled parent was just probably trying to get their money's worth. Or maybe it was their incessant need to not be wrong. If you can get the daughter to stay there overnight in the ER, then clearly it wasn't an overreaction and just a bellyache, right? Our next story is by Nika Silver. Entitled mother tries to catnap. 
Background info, I'm deaf and live in a deaf community, and I own a Berman cat named Tim. Also, due to having been robbed two separate times, I lived in LA, I always have the highest end cameras and they are everywhere. Keep in mind, this is translated from ASL. Setting the scene, it was two months after I moved into my new house, and it's 11pm and my parents weren't home. I'm still a minor, not living by myself. When I moved into my house, I quickly noticed that the new neighbors were not very welcoming. So one day, I was playing games on my PC when I get a notification from my doorbell saying my doorbell was rung four times. I sigh and get up. Tim got up and ran to his hiding spot. I go to the door and answer it. I say hello. Entitled mother says, hi there, can my son please have your cat? I'll pay $20 for it. I was completely caught off guard by this comment, but quickly responded, no thank you. She says, why? You're like, looks me up and down, nine? I say, um, no, I'm 14. Entitled mother laughs and says, okay kid, $20 is a lot for a kid your age, so just give me the cat and I'll be on my way. I say, no, thank you. She says, wow, you don't have to be such an entitled brat about it. Now, this next part is an assumption based off of lip reading and facial expressions, as the kid was not signing, the mom was. The entitled kid screeching, Mommy, Mommy, can I have the kitty now? Entitled mother saying, Sorry, sweetie, not yet. Mommy's almost done. I say, Like I said before, no. Entitled mother says, Entitled kid, go inside while we finish. She signed this. I say, uh, ma'am, you cannot give your child permission to go inside. He ran inside anyways, and I went after him, grabbing the cat out of his arms and comforting him. Entitled kid saying, Mommy, he hit me. I say, no I didn't. He forcefully grabbed my cat, and I simply grabbed it back. Entitled mother jumps in, you hit my kid, you child predator. Now it's time to compromise. You give us the cat, and we won't call the police. I say, yeah, okay, good luck, lady. I then slam the door shut and go back to my PC. Entitled mother bangs on the door and rings the doorbell for a solid five minutes, and then leaves. I call the non-emergency line for our police department, using a subtitle for calls app, My phone's loaded with deaf accessibility and inform them of the situation. And the nice lady gives contact info where I can send the videos. Like I said earlier, I have cameras everywhere and tells me she will handle it. I've been watching a good few of those YouTube videos lately where the lawyers tell you all the laws people are breaking in movies. And having read this story, I'm just thinking of all these charges that they're subtly racking up. It's kind of hilarious that they threatened they'd call the police when their kid went inside and trespassed on the property. The one nice thing about the advancement of technology is nowadays most people do have doorbell cameras or some kind of cameras nowadays and it's really nice to have just for the ease of mind. And also it can be a benefit to security if they can see the cameras or know they're there. Our next story is by Zep the Turtle. Entitled parent calls the cops on a group of scouts. This happened about two months ago. I was on a weekend camping trip with my scout troop. We set up camp at an old military fort that was converted into a skate park and campground. On the second day, we went to visit one of the old bunkers and was exploring and playing capture the flag. After a while, I had to use the restroom. In scouts, there's something called the buddy system. So when you go somewhere, someone else has to go with you. So I grabbed a buddy and started walking to the bathroom. As I finished up, 
I went outside where my buddy was sitting on a bench waiting. We started walking back to the base where the rest of the scouts were. The way that this camp was situated was there were a couple of little roads with camps beside them. When we got back to the bunker, we were exploring for about 10 minutes when a lady came up to me and my buddy. She said, the police have been called. We were so confused, but she said again, you guys were looking into cars. Now, me and my buddy are pretty young looking. After all, we're scouts. We went to the scout leaders and the lady started talking to them. We told our story and the scout masters took our side, but just to be safe, reminded us not to look suspicious. But this entitled parent was so distracted with getting us in trouble, she didn't notice her toddler climbing up one of the ladders to get to the roof of the bunker. She was almost at the top when one of the scoutmasters started to say, hey, be careful, and ran over to the child. But the thing was that there were two other adults that were with the woman that could have easily have helped the child, but they were just being lazy. But another twist is the same lady had clearly seen me right after I got back from the bathroom and had said nothing. P.S. The cops never showed up, but my question is, Why would you call the cops on a bunch of kids, you brain-dead moron? Well, to be fair, in regards to the very last thing OP wrote, if there were a bunch of kids actually legitimately looking in car windows, walking around at night looking suspicious, maybe you would want to call the cops, but I think we all can agree that this entitled parent was just pretending to see things. Probably one of those Karens that was just hungry to become a vigilante somehow. Crack down on all the wrongdoers and evil goers of the nearby neighborhood. I'm sure the police love her. And our final story of the day is by Zealous Ideal Cap 1568. My mother-in-law puts her foot so far down her throat, she'll likely never get it out. So this is a story about my mother-in-law. Not that she knows she's legally my mother-in-law, and how she finally put her foot so far down her throat, she'll never get it back out. My 24-year-old female, wife's 25-year-old female, mother, has been a conniving, manipulative narcissist for almost 10 years. My wife has been dealing with her psychotic episodes since she was 16. During her high school years, she would routinely run off and abandon my wife and her father for weeks at a time taking her father's credit card. Yes, I'm aware my father-in-law is an enabling idiot, but in his defense, his mother ran his father's life, so I'm sure he was used to bowing to the woman of the house. I have stories about him too, but I want to begin with this bit and see if anyone was interested. My mother-in-law goes through random episodes where she'll actually take her medicine and be a good parent. But once my wife moved to college, she got inattentive again. Before anyone complains at me that we need to give her more credit and help her take her meds, she's a trained registered nurse and knows full well that she needs to take her meds. She just refuses. So mother-in-law, in true narcissist fashion, decided to spend my wife's college fund when my wife was 17 and then threatened to end it all if my wife was ever told. Father-in-law told her one night after mother-in-law ran off again and he was drunk. These parents then took out loans in my wife's name for her college and expect to be paid back. My wife was basically thrown out of the house at 18 and told to survive on loans when she never had a job and had always been pretty sheltered. Shell shock ensued. Fast forward to 2018 when my wife, then roommate, moved into an apartment with me. Her parents paid her rent, her phone, and her insurance. Nothing more. No clothes, no food, no doctor's co-pays or medicine. Even though she had a gastric sleeve and requires monthly blood work and lots of vitamin supplements. 
My wife also has ADD, diagnosed as a child, but her parents took her off the medication when she was 10 because it made her a zombie. So she's been untreated since then and has always been prone to debilitating anxiety attacks. We have two emotional support animal German Shepherds for her anxiety and my PTSD from unrelated stuffs. On one occasion in 2019, my wife got drunk and had such a bad panic attack that she broke the bedroom door in our original apartment and almost killed our snake. I called her mother to ask her to make the three hour drive up to please get her some help. Mother-in-law's response was to shove four Benadryl down her throat and call again in the morning. I legitimately considered taking my wife to the emergency room because there was attempted harm with kitchen knives and broken glass from the reptile tank. And this woman, a nurse no less, told me to just give her daughter antihistamines and check in the morning. In May of this year, we were evicted from that apartment and later moved to Missouri from Texas to be closer to what remains of my family. We didn't tell my in-laws who had cut my wife off in February. They've been paying for her insurance, which won't work in Missouri, and her phone, Sprint, so it doesn't work anywhere but major cities. It didn't even work well in Texas where we lived. I added her to my Verizon plan, and on Halloween this year, we got married, so she'll be on my insurance. Since the move, my wife's been distancing herself from her parents over an incident on her birthday right before we moved. Last night, after refusing to go visit for Thanksgiving, I finally got the proof I've been looking for for years from my mother-in-law. Over the years, I've asked several times for my wife to ask her parents for a little help to cover groceries or medical stuff. When she's asked, she's never gotten a response, or it's just been outright no. She needs to get a job. Because of the stress of school, her surgery, and her fear of her parents, she's been stressed to the max for three years and has breakdowns at least four times a week. She's mentally not capable of working a normal job. It's not her fault, but it is what it is. My mother-in-law tried to explain why they've never paid for anything to help my wife survive on her own, except the bare minimum. I'm equal parts overjoyed and sad. I'm happy because my mother-in-law has finally shown her hand and admitted to years of narcissistic manipulation and gaslighting, I'm sad because my wife's having a really hard time with it. I honestly just can't believe she thought she was entitled to my wife living at home under her thumb for the rest of their lives, especially after how she's treated her. Any advice on how to move forward or just comforting words for my beloved waifu would be greatly appreciated. So I definitely don't know how it all works, but I would assume that there's some kind of medical checkup you could do that would probably enable you for some kind of financial assistance. I feel like there would have to be some kind of program if they're just legitimately not capable of working a regular job that they could get some kind of help. I'm definitely hoping all the best for OP and their wife. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. So of all these stories I've read today, which is your favorite and why? Let me know in the comments down below. And if you haven't yet, if you could like and subscribe, that would mean a lot to me. Whatever you do, whether it's liking, subscribing, turning notifications on, all of it helps grow this channel and I appreciate the heck out of it. So until next time, I'll see you all tomorrow with some more stories.